God for that. Okay, if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn with me to the book of Corinthians. First Corinthians. Thank you, Brother Ryan and the media staff for uh, that wonderful video. Uh, I appreciate that. That was, that, was, that was good. That was really good. How many enjoyed that? Amen. Did it get to the point? Didn't that get to the point? Didn't that get to the point? <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. We look for the home run, you know, when all we got to do is look for one. You know, we look for the home run, and all we got to do is look for one. And that one person that you look for, that you reach for, you can make a difference generations down the line. I said you can make a difference generations down the line if you would reach that one person. If you reach that one person. Heading into 2019, I know that we're going to have a slew of people registering today and through Monday. Brother Thomas gave us a permission. We're extending that $45 for uh, today and tomorrow. But I know heading into 2019, you as believers working in the kingdom of God are going to see things that you have never seen before God-related. You're going to see miracles that you have read about in the Bible, but you're going to see them in the reality of your life. You will see in 2019 deaf ears unstop. You will see in 2019 tongues open and given the ability to the power of God to speak. You will see the lame lay aside their crutches and wheelchairs and begin to walk. You will see miracles unprecedented like you have never witnessed in your life before. Come on, somebody. Because God is going to use us as a people like he has never used us before for his glory, for his testimony, for the magnifying of his name. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I'll make you uncomfortable when I talk like this because it requires faith. It requires us touching and, and trusting God for what he desires to do. Amen. Somebody say it's all about Jesus. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you look good today, but it's all about Jesus. Look at the other neighbor and tell them, I like your haircut, I like your braids, I like your curls, but it's all about Jesus. Come on, tell somebody behind you, I like your suit. Come on, I like that vest, I like that tie, I like that dress. Come on, I like that scarf, you look amazing, but it's all about Jesus. Come on, it's all about Jesus. Come on, it's all about, that's right, let them know it's all about Jesus. I didn't say to ask them where they got their wardrobe from. Y'all done extended. Where y'all get that from? Got to bring you back home. We got work to do. We got work to do. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 24 through 27. And then I'm going to read the same passage of scripture uh, in your hearing in the new, the living Bible. Say amen when you have it. The Bible reads, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. Everybody say run, run. that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they that doeth obtaineth a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. How many are looking forward to putting on that incorruptible crown? Nobody's going to take away from you. It can't be stolen. It is incorruptible. He says, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. That same passage of scripture in the Living Translation reads this way. He says, in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets first prize. So run your race to win. So run your race to win. To win the contest, you must deny yourself many things that would keep you from doing your very best. My Lord, an athlete goes to all the trouble just to win a blue ribbon or a silver cup, but we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. So I run straight towards the goal. I run straight towards the goal with purpose in every step. I run straight towards the goal with purpose in every step. I, I, I run straight towards the goal with purpose in every step. I fight to win. I'm not a shadow boxer or playing around. Come on, tell your neighbor, we ain't playing games here. Come on, God has destiny for us, and we will obtain that prize. 
like the athlete, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it as, as what I should. Not what it wants to do, but what I should. Otherwise, I fear that after enlisting others for the race, I myself might be declared unfit and ordered to stand aside. I, I, I want to minister to you as we transition uh, these last few weeks, days into 2019. I want to minister to you this topic, this subject, this thought, the agony of increase. The agony of increase. I want you to know something that that our lives and us being here today is not an accident. You experiencing what you have experienced, you being where you are in your maturity in the kingdom of God, it is not an accident. But in order to go to that next level, in order to have the impact that God intends us for to have, we've got to increase. And increase does not come willingly. It does not come easy. Yes, there is an agony involved in this. But I promise you, if you can endure that agony, I promise you, if you can stand the test of time, I promise you by the word of God, you will see things you've never seen before. You will do things that you have never done before. You will go places in God that you have never gone before. God will use you like you have never been used before, but you've got to stand the test of time. Somebody say, I've got to endure the agony of increase. Pastor Charlie, I ask that you would come pray for us. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just seek him for a second. Lord, we praise you, God. We thank you for your presence that's in this place right now, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that those right now are struggling to endure, that you touch them today, Lord God. Touch this word and minister to hearts today. Prick hearts today, Lord God. Encourage us today to stay on your path, Father God. In the name of Jesus, increase faith today, Lord God. Increase healing today, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, minister to us this morning, Father God. Let your presence move on hearts today, Lord, in Jesus' name. We give you thanks, God. Let's praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are, as a nation and around the world, witnessing things being accomplished that has never been, never been done or never been achieved before. People all over are veiling themselves in noticeable uh, professions, scientific research, medical discoveries, literature accuracies, historical research, archaeology alone is finding things that have been considered once lost, once lost, but are now being discovered. There are things that are happening that have never happened before. In the medical field alone, John Hopkins Medical Center uh, research reports an unexpected presence uh, recently discovered a type of neuron in the brains of mice that appears to have played a central role in promoting the sleep by turning off and promoting neurons. The newly identified brain cells located in part of the hypothalamus called zona inserta. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm doing the best I can. All right. You do your best with it. They say that it could offer novel drug targets to treat sleep disorders, insomnia, and things of that nature. And these recent discoveries, these things should not surprise us because the Word of God tells us in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, that in these last days, that knowledge would increase. So every time you hear something new being presented, every time you hear a new discovery or an innovative way of doing something, uh, any time you hear that that new Mercedes-Benz that comes out has greater gas efficiency than it ever have, if the Lord lays on your heart, I would like one. But, but in that case, don't be so surprised. Just, just know that knowledge is increasing. Knowledge is increasing, and anytime you hear something like that, you ought to say to yourself and look up to the sky and tell, tell yourself, I know that you're on the way. Anytime you hear of a new medical uh, uh, medicine being promoted, just say to yourself, I know that you're on the way. 
A lot of times we focus more upon the uh, catastrophic events that take place around the world. We focus on the earthquakes. We, we focus on the pestilence. We focus on uh, those type of things. But I'm here to tell you, anytime knowledge is increasing or you hear something new, I want you to know that Jesus is on the way. He is on the way. It's important for us to note just by recent discovery, not so recent discovery, that we put a man on the moon not too long ago because we could, and we believe that we could. In 19, I believe it was 54, a man by the name of Roger Bannister, for you, you all that are athletes, y'all may be familiar with that name, he was the first person to break that four-minute mile. Running, running, come on somebody, running. Did it in three minutes and 59.4 seconds. Come on, if you chase me right now, you're going to catch me because I cannot run that fast. <laughs> Men and women are exercising their faith and the right to achieve, but it doesn't come without effort. It doesn't come without work to be done. In order to reach the mountain, somebody said, you've got to climb. In order to accomplish your goal, you've got to step out of that door and go after it. In order to have a happy marriage, you've got to work at it. You've got to work at it. I'm helping somebody right now. You've got to work at it. It's not automatic. You're not getting up in the morning looking at, looking at your wife saying, baby, you look so good today. You know, man, let's have a great day. No, you've got to move past the bad breath. You've got to move past the rollers. Come on now. You've got to move past everything and say, baby, we're still working at it. We're still working at it. Come on, somebody. If you want to have a good marriage, you've got to work at it. Come on. There you go. Clap your hands. There you go. Hey, Amen. I just helped somebody. I just helped somebody. If you're sitting next to your spouse right now, just look over and say, baby, you know he's right. You know he's right. Because we're going to make this happen. We're going to work at it. We're going to work at it. We're going to make it happen. And in order to conquer your fears, whatever fear that you're facing, you've got to face it up front in order to conquer it. I remember some years ago, in fact, it was, I believe it was 1983, I had just entered the Army. You know, uh, man, I heard you out loud. You shouldn't even say that. I wasn't even born in 1983, you know. But I entered the Army as a young guy, 18 years old, and, and one of the first schools being infantry uh, that I had to go through, it was air assault school. You know, we wouldn't like the, those that are in the Navy, you know, get on that little, you know, ski boat, you know, learn how to jet ski. You know, we wouldn't like those. We wouldn't like the Air Force, you know, just sit on the C-5 and fly away, you know. Uh, we actually had to engage ourselves. Uh, in an aerosol school. And what this aerosol school was, it was a school that, that was uh, tactically designed uh, to prepare you to perform or execute aerosol operations. So we had to learn how to move equipment from one location to another by helicopter. We had to learn uh, the tension strength of certain webbing, and we had to learn all the helicopters that was in the Army by, by uh, design. We had to name them by name. Uh, and another thing that we had to do, we had to do something called repelling. I, you know, I know you're familiar with it, but, but, but I'm telling you right now, as an 18-year-old that have never climbed a wall before or got in a helicopter before, now somebody's telling me, you've got to jump out this helicopter, you've got to repel. Uh, I'm here to tell you right now, that's, that's pretty fearful. If you don't know what fearful is, let me describe it to you. I was scared. I was scared. And I, I didn't have any problem necessarily uh, going off the wall because the wall, you know, you had to learn how to tie something that was called a swift seat. And that kind of prepared you, buckled you up for the rope to go between the hooks. And, and you just, you know, kind of move your way backwards down the wall. That was easy. That was easy. I mean, I believe that any of us in here could do that, you know. Come on, yeah, you know. Uh, perhaps, perhaps any of us in here could do that. But the other thing that we had to do was called an Australian repel. Now, an Australian repel was something where you had to lean forward. We went up probably two, three stories on this wall, and you had to lean forward. I don't want to lean forward too far right now because I just might go down. But you had to lean forward. And, and the, the instructors told us that if you don't move down that wall fast enough, we're going to kick you off the wall. Now, I had seen folks get kicked off the wall, and I said, I will not be the one. It won't happen to me until I'm up there in position with that rope in my hand, and this is my break hand, and I'm looking off that wall at the ground, and then short of life, here comes a foot up my backside. <laughs> I went off that wall, and I'm telling you right now, a few seconds later, I'm picking sawdust and spick, spitting wood chips out my mouth because I hit the ground, and my rappel man that was down there did not pull fast enough to help me, to break me from, from hitting the ground. Long story short, in order to conquer this fear, I had to face it. 
Now, now today, obviously many years later, I have no problems going up a wall. I have no problems repelling out of a helicopter, believe it or not. I have no, no problems at all doing any of those things. Uh, and I can say that boldly because I'm not required to do them anymore. <laughs> but this is the kicker, that in order to be successful and in order to put myself in a position to go further in my military career, to be able to apply for certain schools, I had to be able to achieve, successfully achieve this one school. Had to be able to conquer my fears. 12 mile road marches that was required, no problem at all. Five mile road march, no problem at all. Running in uniform, running with a rucksack on your back, my back, no problem at all. But going down that wall, that was something that I had to conquer. And in order for us to be successful, there are certain things that are in demand of our lives right now that we have got to conquer in order to be successful. In order to be successful. Some years ago, I picked up a book by John Maxwell entitled Your Roadmap to Success. And in this book, he defines what success is. Here's what he states. He doesn't say that success is how much money you have in the bank. He doesn't state that success is how large the house you live in. He didn't state that success is how fine the car you drive. He didn't state that. He said, but success can be defined as this. Number one, knowing your purpose in life. And as believers, I believe that we know our purpose in life. He said also that growing to reach your maximum potential and sowing seeds that benefit others. This is how he defines what success is. And let me tell you something. I wholeheartedly agree with that definition. I, I believe it's important for us to know what our purpose in life is. And in fact, I would just give you a glimpse. Coming up in 2019, we're offering a class for believers. And this class for believers is designed for us to help you identify what your tools, what your gifts, what your talents are. Come on, somebody. We want you to be able to maximize your life. Life for Christ. How many want to know what that is? Come on now, you, you may be something more than a singer. We're going to prepare you for that because we're availing ourselves as believers to serve the purpose of God. But first thing we have to know, we have to know exactly what our purpose is. We want to grow to reach our maximum potential. But in order for us to know what our purpose is and how to achieve it, we can achieve it because God said that we could achieve it. Come on, somebody. God said that you can't achieve your purpose in life. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what struggles that you had in life. God wants you to know that you can achieve your purpose in life. God wants you to know that through him, all things are possible. It does not matter what's in your bank account. It does not matter your resources. It does not matter the lack of your resources. God wants you to know that you can obtain your purpose in him if you believe that you can. Hi. If you believe that you can, you can go after, you can go after that neighbor if you pray and fast and, and begin to love them like nobody has ever loved them before. You can minister to that coworker if you disregard him taking your lunches every time you turn around, he's still a lunch out the lunchroom that belongs to you and not to him. You can conquer and have an influence in his life if you would but begin to pray and fast and say, God, I know you've called me to have an impact and I believe that I can achieve your purpose in my life. Somebody said, I need word for it. Give me word for it. Give me word for it. Isaiah tells us in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4, it says, It's the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He waketh morning by morning. He waketh my ear to hear as the learn, as the learn. So every morning we wake up here to tell you right now, there is something God can achieve to you and through you because he's given you the tongue of the Lord. There is somebody that's weary, somebody that's beaten up, somebody that's oppressed with life, but God has already given you a word in your spirit so that you can encourage them and empower them through your own testimony. You're leaving me out there by myself, but through your own testimony, you you can be effective if you know your purpose. I'm amazed, amen, at the testimonies and, and the meeting that we had on yesterday. I have to tell you this because I know you're waiting for January the 12th to have the workshop, but we had the workshop yesterday. Oh, I'm here to tell you right now. We had a meeting yesterday, amen, with the Home Bible Study Administrative Team, all the volunteers and laborers that are working towards the workshop. And in that meeting yesterday, we had everything but prophecy, tongues, and interpretation come forward. 
because we had that great of a time and they're ministering to one another and planning out what you all as a congregation and the city of Cincinnati are going to experience collectively. You got a glimpse of it yesterday. You were there yesterday. You got a glimpse of it. And it is amazing to me because we saw on yesterday that God wants to work through us. No, there were no big eyes and little U's. Every one of us were working together to accomplish his mission. I say again, every last one of us were working together to accomplish his mission. Come on, I want to say it again. Every last one of us was working together to accomplish his mission. And this is what's going to occur. I know you hear my name a lot. I know people been saying Fazel this, Fazel that. Let me tell you something. It's not about Fazel. It's all about Jesus. It's never about cold breath. It's all about Jesus. And if you were to be really transparent, it's never about you. Come on, go ahead and point the finger at yourself. Tell It's not about me. It's not about my goal. It's not about my agenda, but it's all about Jesus. It's not about what I want to do. It's not about where I want to sing. It's not about where I want to speak, but it's all about Jesus. It's not about where I want to go, what I want to do. Come on, it's all about Jesus and all the Jesus desires to accomplish in our lives. So he tells us that, that we can minister, we can reach, we can be effective because he has given us the tongue of the learned. Next point he says was, if I'm going to grow to reach my maximum potential, I'm doing it intentionally because God said I could. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor I'm doing it on purpose because God said I could. You need word for it? I got word for you. Turn with me to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to start there for just a length reading, a little lengthy reading, if you will. There you have your Bibles. If not, they'll put it on the screen. But in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, here's what the word of God says. He says, but the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing that you know these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Somebody said you got to live right. Come on, and you got to talk right. Come on, somebody. You got to talk right. You got to live right, and you got to talk right. He says it's looking for and hasting unto the coming of the Lord. I got to pause for just a second. I got to let you know this right here. That word hasting means that you're eagerly awaiting, that you're desiring the coming of the Lord. So in other words, God, I know that we're fighting. I know that we're struggling. I know that I'm overcoming, but God, I'm waiting for you to come. I'm anticipating your arrival. I'm waiting for you to crack that eastern sky and come into this world. Come on, somebody. How many in here today are anticipating, eagerly awaiting the coming of the Lord? That's not everybody how many in here today are anticipating eagerly waiting the coming of the Lord don't you know that the Bible tells us that, that he that endureth to the end the same shall be saved we can't afford to get uncomfortable we can't afford to just let our guard down we can't afford to just live any kind of way talk any kind of way come on somebody because Jesus is coming back and he's coming back with his reward or our reward in his hands come on how many are waiting how many are ready how many are ready every time we look at the news Jesus come Anytime you hear a news report, anytime another building goes down, Jesus come. Anytime somebody shot up another school, anytime something catastrophic takes place, Jesus come on because, because we are ready, we're, we're eagerly, and we're waiting, we're anticipating you coming back. He says this here, the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall be melt, shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and, and the new earth where dwelleth righteousness. Ah, come on, somebody, where we're beloved, seeing that, that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found in peace without spot and blameless, without spot and blameless, and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of something of these things, in which some things are hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable, the Bible tells us that they do this. They don't seek out a better understanding. They don't seek out Bible studies. They don't speak with the elders. They don't speak with their pastor. They don't consult with their bishops. But this is what they do. They rest. They wrestle. This is what they do. They wrestle. They fight against. They, they battle against what God has already promised them in their lives. I know that's not none of us to, in here today, but sometimes when you don't learn something or 
don't understand something, the purpose of God cannot be accomplished in your life because you're wrestling against it. Sometimes when you're struggling to comprehend what God's will is for our lives, you're wrestling against it because you're struggling to understand it. So it's okay to ask questions. Come on, somebody. It's okay to seek counsel. It's okay to ask Pastor Charlie, to ask Minister Brandon Jordan, to ask Pastor Minister uh, uh, David Jordan. It's okay to ask the elders and the sisters, amen, what does this mean and how can I achieve this in my life? Y'all leaving me out there right now because I'm talking to you. Some of us are anticipating, what does the Holy Ghost mean and how can I receive it? Why is it so important for me to be baptized in Jesus' name? Amen. How do I repent? You're wanting to know, but you're afraid to ask the question and you're wrestling against the promises of God and what God desires and his intent is for your lives. Come on, look at somebody and tell them, stop wrestling against this thing. It's a promise. Stop wrestling against the promises of God. Amen. He wants to fulfill this and wants to achieve this in your life. Somebody say it's a promise. He says this, they wrestle as they do also other scriptures uh, unto their own destruction. He says, ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest also ye be led with the error and fall from your own, of, your, of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness. But here's where we are. He says, but grow. Everybody say grow. Grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. Amen. Growing here is defined as such. It is a Greek word, oxano. And what oxano means, it means to increase or to enlarge or to grow up. And when I say increase, enlarge, or grow up. Now, I'm going to help the person next to you, but I'm not talking to you, but I want you to help the person next to you. Look at them and tell them you got some growing up to do. Come on now, I know she's your wife, I know she's your wife, and don't take it personal, honey, but look at them and tell them, you got some growing up to do. In fact, all of us got some growing up to do. Come on, all of us got some increasing to do. Come on, all of us got some maturing to do. All of us need to enlarge in our lives. That word enlarge means that I'm building a better foundation for the purpose of God in my life. I'm enlarging my understanding of the word of God. I'm enlarging the principles in my life from the word of God. I'm enlarging his intent in my life with a better understanding so that his will can be accomplished in my life. Oh, let me help somebody with something right now. We shared this on yesterday, so thank you, Sister Connie. <laughs> thank you, Brother Jordan, because we're going to expose some things right now that we were talking about, and we'll be talking about doing a workshop. We shared this on yesterday. Don't you know when God can't work on your life, he can't manifest his presence to your life? Who? My Lord. Let me give you word for that. The Bible tells us that Peter came to the Lord. The Lord had girded himself, begin to wash feet. And the Lord said that Peter said unto him, Lord, you cannot wash my feet. And the Lord said to Peter, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have no part of me. Peter got a revelation of the importance of having part with the Lord. He says, not only my feet, Lord, but wash all of me, all of me. Here's the understanding with that. If the Lord can't work on you, he cannot work through you. Some of us are struggling with things, but if God cannot work on us, he cannot work through us. Come on, tell somebody, work on me, Lord. Tell him right now, work on me, Lord. Work on my attitude. Work on my pride. Work on my selfishness. Work on my unwillingness to cooperate. Work on me, Lord. Come on, work. Don't leave me out there. Work on me, Lord. Work on me, Lord. I can be better than what I am. I can be more than what I am. I can be what you desire for me to be. Work on me, Lord. Hallelujah. Because some of us need God to just work on us. Work out our stubbornness. Work out our bad attitude. Work out our integrity to, well, God, I'm integrity. My integrity is day or night. In the presence of believers and outside the presence of believers. Some of us need to work on the tempers that we need in life. Come on, work on my tempers, Lord. Work on my ability to discipline myself. Discipline my mind. Discipline my attitude. Work on me, Lord. Somebody shout it. Work on me, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's important for us to know that, that God desires to work on us. He desires to work on us. And I want you to begin to pray a prayer right now. I'm going to ask you to do this in just a second. But I want to explain to you something I'm about to ask you to do. Whenever you pray a prayer, and you pray a prayer that is in the will of God, I want you to hear me now. God will put you in position to answer your prayer. Whenever you pray a prayer, and that prayer is in the will of God, God will put you in position so that that prayer is answered. Do you understand that? 
That means this right here. If you're asking God, make me effective, help me to reach somebody in 2019. In fact, help me to reach somebody for you before 2019. God will put you in position so that his prayer, your prayer can be answered in your life. Now, are you ready to pray this prayer? I want you to pray right now. I want you to consider it because as we begin to pray this prayer in just a second, I want you to know that God is going to put every last one of us in position so that that prayer can be answered in our life. Are you ready to pray that prayer? I want you to think about it because I'm telling you right now, when we pray this prayer in a second, God will put you in position so that that prayer is answered in your life. Are you ready to pray this prayer? I want you to pray this right now. God, let my life serve your purpose. That, that is my, come on now, I said pray it. I didn't say say it for me. I said pray it. Go before God. Lord, we worship you. We exalt you. We thank you for your presence. Pray that prayer right now. 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 Come on, many of us, many of us have already been put in position. Many of us are anticipating what God wants to do in our lives. Many of us already seen the doors that God has already opened so that his will can be done in our, in our lives. Many of us are witnessing the power of God take place like we have never seen it before. Even yet now, I'm here to tell you right now, Jesus is coming and he's put us in position so that his will can be manifested in our lives. Glory. I want to give you a glimpse and give you a testimony before we get back to our content of what we just experienced even this week, even this week. And it's what we talked about. It's what we talked about, and I want you to understand this. So last week, Alyssa and I, Brother Charlie, went to Walmart, went Christmas shopping. I was grocery shopping. Needed some peach cobbler, had a sweet tooth, and we'll get me some Briar's ice cream. <laughs> For real, for real. <laughs> We're in there shopping. I'm in the produce section. Actually, I'm going to get some ingredients, my brother, for that potato soup. You know, brother, and I love cooking. We love putting it together. Come on, you know. I'm home. You know, ain't no sense of my wife coming home and have to, you know, make dinner if I'm home. You know, come on, husbands, make dinner. Come on, you've been sitting home all day long, and your wife come home, you so traditional, baby, you get in the kitchen, I'm hungry. Man, come on, y'all, come on, let's come into this century. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. If, if you look down at your shoes, men, if you look down at your shoes and you see an indent at the top of it, that means I just stepped on it. So we're there literally picking up some ingredients for my potato soup. Somebody comes behind me. Alyssa's on my left. Somebody comes behind me, taps me on the shoulder. I thought Alyssa was playing games. I did like this. And when I turned around like this, it scared me what I saw. I saw a lady who had her whole left side of her face black. The whole right side of her face, a different shade. I saw a lady who had on Tim's men's boots. I saw a lady who had a, a hat on her head, toboggan had on a coat that was 10 times too big for her. And it scared me, I was not prepared to see what I saw. And this is what she said to me, Auntie, can you get me something to eat? Can you get me something to eat? And being startled, being startled, not being where I needed to be spiritually, I was out of context, I explained in a second, I was out of context, I did not expect to see what I saw then. And I said, ma'am, not at the moment. Not at the moment. She didn't wait a second. I didn't even finish not at the moment. All she heard was not, and she was gone. Alyssa said to me, she said, Daddy, what did she need? What did she want? I said, Alyssa, she wanted some food. I'm about to cry right now. Alyssa's lips started quivering, and I looked at that, and when I saw her lips quivering, I knew that we got to do something. We got to do something. So I, I immediately started after her. I started after her. And, and, you know, I don't run that, 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 that three-minute, 59-second point four mile. And with these two Air Force knees, I wasn't moving quite that fast. And I said, Alyssa, I said, Alyssa, go get her, go get her, go stop her, go stop her. And she said, Daddy, I'm scared. I said, all right, let's try to catch her, let's try to catch her. And at that moment, the store manager was coming up, and the store manager was putting her out the store because he had asked other people. And, and, and he gave me that pause. I needed to catch up with her. So when he, we caught up with her, I said, ma'am, I said, I said, I will, I, I said, I, I will help you. I will help you. And the store manager said, well, she got to go. I said, I said, 
I said, let her stay. I said, I'm going to get her some groceries. I'm going to get her some groceries. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. I said, ma'am, I said, what do you like eating? What do you, what do you like? I, I, I want to do this for you. What do you like? And she said, well, I, I, you know, she liked 2% milk. She liked, she liked Cheerios. So, so we said, stay right here. We'll be right back. I went to the produce section. I got like five salads. Went down frozen food section. Got a couple meals. Went and got her 2% milk. Went and got her, her Cheerios and a ton of other things. I wasn't thinking. I'm just grabbing and throwing in the buggy, grabbing and throwing in the buggy. I make my way back to the door. She was gone. She was gone. We went in, I'm telling you, she wasn't moving that fast. She wasn't moving three minutes, 4.459 seconds, whatever I just said. She was not moving that fast. We could not find her. We walked through the parking lot, looking through the parking lot. We could not find her. And it didn't dawn on me until I got home. I was sharing with my wife what we had just experienced. And my wife said, it may have been an angel. She said it may have been an angel. And I thought about it. And as we rerouted ourselves and we headed to the car, I just began to weep. I began to cry. And let me tell you why. Because in the context of doing life, there are some things God will expose us to that outside the context of the norm. And when I judge in the context of the natural and not see what God desires to do in the spiritual, I miss the moment. I miss that opportunity. Whether it was an angel or not, I don't know. I mean, I'm still looking. And I'm praying to pray, Lord, if that was an angel, God, I hope my timing was, was exactly what it needed to be. If that was not an angel, Lord, let me find this woman again. That is my prayer. Because in order for increase to happen, God's going to put you in position where increase can happen. Ooh. Ah. In order for increase to happen, God's going to put you in position where increase can happen. It's not always the way that we want it. It's not always in a context in which we want it to occur. Want it to occur. It's not always that way. How do you know that? The Bible tells us that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered. Hear me now. Neither has it entered the heart of man. Watch this. The things that the Lord has prepared for them. Oh, come on now. Come on now. We're about to go deeper. We're about to go deeper. In which he has prepared for them. We often deduce that scripture and energetically release that scripture to mean this. That one day I'm going to live in a bigger house. That one day I'm going to drive a faster car. That one day I'm going to have a better paying job. Don't you know those are the temporal, natural things of this life? But don't you know what God wants to release in you, Z? Hey. In you, my sister, he wants to release it in you and many others in the sanctuary right now, right now, he wants to release it in you so that you know you've got to discern those things that are spiritual. You've got to discern the heartbeat of God when it's even unnatural and out of context. God wants to release in us as believers, or oh, help me somebody, God wants to release in us as believers things that have not seen things that have not entered our hearts, things that our ears have never heard about, and this is where increase happens. This is where increase happens. Here's a faith moment. Here's a faith moment. You look for things in the context of your biblical understanding and not the biblical revelation. If, if, if I didn't have these knees, mechanical knees on me right now, I would be running around this sanctuary. Because God is releasing in us this year, going forward into 2019, what he wants to release in us for his glory. Let me help you. Let me help you right now. Don't judge what God can do in you or through you by your resources. Don't judge what God can do in you and through you by your resources. The other day, Brother Jordan, I'm in prayer. And Lord, I wish you were there. Because two are better than one. And two shall put 10,000 to flight. Come on, somebody. I couldn't get him on the phone. I didn't, I didn't try to get anybody on the phone. I was just, I'm going to battle this alone. I'm going to go at this in prayer. And I'm praying, and I'm praying about our workshop. We have a budget. We have a certain number that we need. 
And I'm looking. Here's what I'm doing. I'm in prayer. I'm looking at our budget requirements. I'm looking at the number that we need. And I'm saying, well, if we do this, I'm calculating in my mind. If we do this while I'm on my knees praying, if we do this, then, then we could get that, that number. If we do that, then, then we can certainly reach that number. And God said to me this. He rebuked me in prayer. He says, why don't you just depend upon me for your resources? And stop looking at the things you have access to. I said, God, forgive me. God, let your resources be released in our lives. Let the increase come according to your will. Let the increase happen, God, according to your divine purpose. Because your ways are not my ways. Come on, somebody. Come on, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. Don't you know God got an unlimited access to anything that he desires to release in your life? Come on, we need to know how to affirm and confirm the promises of God in our lives. Come on, we need to know how, how to affirm and confirm the promises of God in our lives. The Bible tells us there's a passage of scripture, and it's a very powerful passage of scripture in the Old Testament, where there were three lepers. These lepers were sitting outside the gate, and they said if they go to Israel, they're going to die. If they go into the camp of the enemy below them, they're going to die. And they said this here, why are we going to sit here until we die? I say this to us today as believers. Why are you going to sit there, allow your circumstances to beat down your mind to where you're oppressed by it? Why are you going to sit there and allow what's being said around you to beat down your mind, beat down your perception, beat down your perspective, and affect the words that you can confess that God has already promised to you that he desires to bring forth in our lives? Come on, somebody. Don't you know that there's nothing that God cannot do? Don't you know that in order for us to go forward, God, release it in me. Come on, God, release it in me. Release healing in my hand, God. Release, Lord God, prophecy within me. Let, Lord God, your intent and purpose be released in me as you desire. As you desire. Many of us here right now need a baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to tell you right now, God's going to fill you right now. I said many of us here right now need a baptism of the Holy Ghost. And God's going to fill you like right now. Right now, if you believe it, if you believe it, in order for increase to happen, the only thing stopping in between you and receiving the increase is you've got to believe that it's going to happen. Do you believe it's going to happen? Bow your heads right now. Bow your heads right now. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you never received the Holy Ghost, I want you to slip your hands in the air. Come on, there you go. Come on, let me see you. Let me see you. Let me see you. I see two of you. I see three of you. Let me see you. I was in prayer. The Lord said there's five of you. I see four of you. There's five right there. There's five right there. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want you to make your way down here right now. God's getting ready to fill you. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, don't even wait for the musicians. Don't wait for the music. I want you five to raise your hand. God said to me in prayer there were five of you all. You five that raise your hand, I want you to come to this altar right now. Hold on. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. There you go. Come on, my brother. There's one. Come on. There's two. Come on, my sister. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. There are three more. There are three more. God already said it. There's three more. Come on, my sister. Come on, mother. Come on, mother. Come on. There's four. Hallelujah. That's five right there. That are about. There's six. Come on. There are more. Come on, Z. There's seven. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey, Baha. Hallelujah. Come on. Help her out. Come on now. I need a mother. I need a mother. I need a mother. Come on up here right now. Just come on up, my sister. Come on. Y'all put yourselves in position right there. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Come on, Sister Connie. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need something in your life. I'm going to tell you right now, God's about to release it right now. There's a perception that we have of what's going to occur whenever somebody receives the Holy Ghost, whenever we receive the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you that perception is wrong. We have to look at the biblical understanding, the biblical promises. Come on, Minister Jordan, Brother Charlie, Brother Jordan. We have to look at what God has said in his word, what God has said in his word. And here's what he said in his word. I got to let you all know this. I'm not preaching right now. I'm teaching. Okay? Jesus was ministering to a man by the name of Nicodemus. And here's what he said to Nicodemus. Except somebody that was older, somebody that was an elder. We're various ranges right here. Here's what he said. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You all that sat through salvation made simple with me, you understand this. That word see there means this right here. It means to perceive or to understand. 
A lot of us that have not received the Holy Ghost. A lot of us that are still battling with scriptural principles and truths. Are battling with scriptural principles and truths because we have not received the Holy Ghost. There's a revelation that God will give us concerning his word that only comes through the Holy Ghost. Come on, say, I need the Holy Ghost. Come on, I need the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God. We need the Spirit of God. It's not an option. It's not an option. We need the Holy Ghost. Nicodemus said this. He says, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his, womb, to his mother's womb and be born? He's thinking naturally and he's thinking currently. Ain't no way in the world somebody old going into the mother's womb again. That ain't even possible. What you talking about, Nicodemus? What you been reading lately? It's not even possible. Jesus knew where he was and Jesus sought to clarify his understanding. And in verse 5 he said this. He says, verily, verily, I'm most certainly, certainly I say unto you, that except the man is born of the water, we have water right there. That's baptism. And baptism always and should always take place in the name of Jesus. I said baptism should always take place in the name of Jesus. For there's none other name under heaven. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus. So if you've never been baptized, I'm here to let you know right now, my brother. We're going to take you up there after God fills you with the Holy Ghost, and we're going to hold you down under that water. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We're going to baptize you in Jesus' name for, I said for, this is what that means. Everything that I've ever done is going under the blood. Everything that I've ever said is going under the blood. Every place I've gone that I should not have gone, it's, it's going under the blood. Every bad attitude I've had is, is going under the blood. Everything that I meant to say but didn't say in my mind is, come on, y'all finish it for me. Come on now. Anytime I disobeyed my dad is, anytime I disobeyed my mom is, anytime I acted up in school is, anytime I drank that 151 is, anytime I drink that vodka, that oil is, all that corruption is going under the blood. Somebody say under the blood. But here's what you've got to do. You've got to repent. That's when that promise is coming. I want to explain to you what that is. I want to explain to you what that is. Repentance is this right here. Somebody say, I'm sorry. We complicate this matter sometimes. But it simply means I'm sorry. Well, I want you to hear me real quick. I'm sorry for things I did. Didn't need to do them. I'm sorry for things I didn't do, but needed to do them. I'm volunteering. I'm doing a 180 degree turn. I said I'm doing a 180 degree turn. Y'all ain't helping me the way we need to help right now. I'm doing a 180 degree turn. And I'm putting myself in position humbling myself to receive the promise of God. It's called repentance. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1 and 9, it says, if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness if I confess my sins. Proverbs tells us that if I cover my sins, somebody help me, I shall not, I shall not prosper. But if I confess and, there you go, and forsake them, what's going to happen? I shall. Come on, y'all know the scripture. I shall. Lord, have mercy. Y'all got to get in Bible study. I shall obtain mercy. That's a promise. So I can make all excuses in the world. It's not going to work. But when I confess, forsake, I will obtain mercy. I want us to bow our heads right now. I don't care what you did, where you've been, what you should not have done. I don't need to know about it, but God does. I want us all to begin to pray right now. Every last one of us begin to pray right now and ask the Lord to forgive us. I don't care if, if you don't need forgiveness. You need forgiveness right now because I'm asking all of us to begin to pray and ask the Lord to forgive us. Every attitude, God, I don't want to be, Lord God, an interference. I don't want to be a hindrance, Father. To those, Lord God, you're about to feel right now. I don't want to, Father. I don't want to. I don't want to. Right now, Brother Aaron, that's about to come on up. 
Come on, I don't want to. God, I don't want to. But God, I'm believing you right now. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you, Lord God, to cleanse me. Brother Aaron Williams, come on up. I'm asking God that you cleanse me, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of my sins, Lord God. There you go. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Forgive me of my sins, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Forgive me, Father. There are things I may have said, Father, I didn't need to say. There are ways I may have behaved, Father, that I didn't need to behave, Father. In the name of Jesus, Brother Aaron Escobar, come on up. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, I want right now, come on, there's repentance in this house right now. There's repentance in this house right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, if there's anything within me, Lord God, if there's anything within me, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God, that you're not pleased with God. Anything within me, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God, that's, Lord God, it's a hindrance to your glory, Lord God. Anything within me, Lord God, that does not look like you, does not act like you, does not talk like you. Father, I want you to forgive me in the name of Jesus. I want you to forgive me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There you go. There you go. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Brother Thomas, come on up. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Betty Jones, is she here? Hallelujah, Sister Nia, come on up. In the name of Jesus, come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, here's what I want you to do next. Here's what I want you to do next. When you feel the liberty, when you feel the liberty, I want you to open your eyes. Just look at me for just a second. I want you, when you feel the liberty, just lift your hands in the air, just like I'm doing right now. And I want you to begin to worship. I want you to begin to worship. You may not have made your way to this altar, but if you're out there in the audience and you need a baptism of the Holy Ghost, right where you are, right where you're sitting, slip your hands in the air just like that, both of them, palms facing outward, and begin to worship. Begin to worship. I want you to know hallelujah is the highest praise that you can offer unto God. Increase has to start with us obeying. Increase has to start with us receiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to worship. There you go, my sister. There you go, my brother. Hallelujah. The highest praise. Hallelujah is the highest praise. If you're near somebody and they need the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they're there praying right now, just begin to pray with them. Just lift your hands. Lay one hand on their shoulder. Begin to pray with them. Because there are those of you all that are here right now. Come on, there's an increase that God desires to bring. I say to you, there's an increase that God desires to bring. There's an increase that God desires to bring. And he's about to release it right now. He's about to release it right now. There you go. He's about to release it right now. Keep it so low it's not even funny. I want them to hear what's about to happen. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you need a renewing, maybe it's been a while since you've had a breakthrough. Maybe it's been a while since you have actually experienced the power of God in your life. You know, that's what happens when we, we haven't prayed through or we haven't experienced God. We have a struggle when we come and, and, and God wants to work through us. He wants to speak to us. And, and, and there's a struggle. There's a resistance. Maybe that's you. I invite you to join us. I invite you to join us. I invite you to join us. I invite you to join us at this altar right now. Hallelujah. I invite you to join us at this altar right now. Come on, I need some Holy Ghost-filled women and men of God to look around this audience right now. If there's a sister or a brother with a hand raised right now, come on, they're desiring to increase. They're desiring to increase. If there's a sister or a brother, look around, men of God, women of God. If there's a sister or brother in this audience right now with a hand raised, they desire the increase. I want you to make your way from wherever you are, begin to pray with them. Come on, I'm giving you permission right now. We're making this whole sanctuary. We're making this whole sanctuary an altar. You're not moving, and I'm concerned. You're not moving, I'm concerned. I see women praying. I see men with their head down praying. You're not moving, and I'm concerned. You're not moving, and I'm concerned. It's not you that's in the need of prayer. It's them. They're wanting something from God. Begin to move right now, men and women of God. Begin to move right now. Thank you, Jesus. Before you leave, 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. There you go. There you go. Somebody join Sister Growl, Sister Tobias. Somebody join her. Let me get a woman of God over there with her. In the name of Jesus. 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 There you go. There you go, my sister. There you go, my sisters. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. While they're praying, while they're praying, I want you all to hear me. If you desire to see the hand of the Lord in your life in 2019, you desire the increase that we spoke of. You desire the increase. I want you to make your way over here right now to this side of this altar. Come on, you desire the increase. Don't even look around. Don't even look around. Come on, David didn't wait for permission to slay Goliath. Come on now. He didn't wait for permission to fight the battle. Come on, I need you here right now. I need you here right now. I need you here right now. There you go. There you go. Come on, make your way here. Make your way here. You want increase. God wants to give you increase. You want your life to be better and different. God wants your life to be better and different. Make your way here right now. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands. Just begin to seek the face of God right now. Just lift your hands. Begin to seek the face of God right now. Just turn around face the altar. This ain't a group thing. This is an individual thing. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I need some women of God. I need some women of God. I need some women of God. Come on, my sisters. Come on, mother. Hallelujah. Make your way up here. There's room at the altar for you. There's room at the altar for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, there you go. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lift your hands right now. Increase is on the way. Increase is on the way. Increase is on the way. Come on, increase is on the way. Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. Increase is on the way. Sister Gail, increase is on the way. Ali, increase is on the way. Sister Kim, increase is on the way. Increase is on the way right now. Increase is on the way. Increases on the way. Increases on the way. Increases on the way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here it is right now, my brother. Here, yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Listen, listen. Ha. Brother, yeah, but ha. when I lay hands on you, God's going to feel you right now. Yeah, Baba, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let that go. 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 Yeah, let it go. Come on, let it go. Somebody's about to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it go right there. You go, my brother. There you go. Speak it right now, bro. Don't even try to say hallelujah anymore. Thank you, Jesus. It's the increase he desires. It's the increase he desires. Lay hands on him right now. God's filling him right now. right, my brother, Brother Rubio. In the name of Jesus, there's a renewing right there. There's a renewing right there. There's a renewing right there. Hallelujah. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop worshiping. If you hear God has not filled you, don't stop worshiping. Don't stop worshiping. He desires to give you increase. He desires to give you increase. desire. It's what you desire. It's what you desire. 